0: what is up guava girl i am so excited to bring you this episode today on the guava girl podcast all about productive habits and work-life balance i have a special guest today her name is miss heather helms and she is truly a phenomenal woman me and heather have known each other for a few years and she is actually one of my very very first clients ever back when i was selling instagram audits for like 25 or 50 dollars, and she is an incredible incredible woman um She is also a coach inside my Guava Boss Mastermind, as many of you know, may be in it right now or maybe applying for the next cohort. She is such an entrepreneur at heart, um, but also has incredible qualities such as really knowing her limits and knowing when she should be taking breaks and creating a productive schedule and teaching that to our clients. She is a mother. She um, works. She has several roles, which she will dive into um, in the podcast. I'll let her share her story. And she is just an incredible coach. And if you are a woman entrepreneur who has been struggling being productive, struggling staying on task, um, needing some help, work-life balance, shutting off your brain after such a long day of work, and or if you have s- different hours, or maybe this is your side hustle and you're trying to figure out how you want to build your business, build your empire while still holding on to that nine-to-five because it's supporting your income and, and supporting you to achieve your, your long-ended dreams – Um, This episode is for you, and normally we do the Guava Girl of the Week, and we will get to them um, starting next week once again, but something that's been really going on in um, a lot uh, just around me and and within me as well are relationships and struggling um, with love and relationships, and me and Victor are going to be recording another podcast episode for you about an update about what it's like dating an entrepreneur and such, but Instead of doing the Guava Girl of the Week, I really want to just read um, a few a few words from this book I have been reading called Perfect Love, Imperfect Relationships by John Wellwood. Um, this book has really changed my life and and the way that I see relationships and the way that I see um, how I how I love myself. And I think this is just going to be a lot more helpful to some of you rather than an Instagram audit uh, for the Guava Girl of the Week. And I promise you we will still do them. Um, and if you want to get in on one, leave a review on the podcast, but I think um, a lot of my friends, a lot of people in my life, um, we've just been, I don't know, there's like a relationship bug going around, Um, and relationships can become tumultuous because we lose sight on, on who we are and external factors, and this passage is a really great reminder um, that we are loved and how to navigate that through tumultuous times in our relationship. So I'm going to start reading. So when you feel unloved, instead of looking for some external remedy, you could take this as a sign that you're disconnected from your own heart. This disconnect is the poison, letting yourself open to the pain that the disconnect puts you in touch with a certain tenderness or vulnerability, which is a signal that your heart, which its natural longing and capacity to connect, is close at hand. This brings you back to yourself, which is the medicine for your own disconnect. The pain of unlove is thus thus much more than just pain. It is a direct cry from your heart. You've lost touch with me. Please come and find me your life's blood. Of course, feeling unloved is usually the last thing we want to experience because we associate it with deficiency, isolation, emptiness, shame, or inadequacy. Why on earth, you may wonder, would you want to let yourself feel so unloved? Yet, if, there's, if this feeling is there, there are only two choices, avoiding and denying it or facing it directly. If you flee from the wound, you only give it more power over you. Eventually, your emotional body becomes like an abandoned haunted house. The more you flee the pain of unlove, the more it festers in the dark and the more haunted your house becomes. And the more haunted it becomes, the more it terrifies you. This is the vicious circle that keeps you cut off from and afraid of of yourself. But when you can meet yourself in the place of unlove, this starts to open the doors and windows of the haunted house. Letting in sunlight and fresh air, gradually the house becomes more livable. Through learning to tolerate painful or vulnerable feelings, you develop a new muscle. With your growing capacity to handle your pain, the wound that once seemed so huge, so monstrous, so overwhelming becomes tolerable. By meeting yourself in the place where you feel unmet, something new and powerful happens. Something so simple yet so radical, you start to inhabit yourself. You re-inhabit your lonely heart and bring it back to life. So those were just a few paragraphs from a book I've been reading, again, called Perfect Love and Imperfect Relationships by John Wellwood. And what those paragraphs talked um, showed me was that Sometimes a way when we act in a romantic relationship, uh, whether we're jealous or, um, or defensive or insecure or boastful or however um, it comes out, it's really just a disconnect from yourself and from your heart and your heart is crying at you. You are loved, love me, I'm right here. Um, but we're so caught up in our grievances and our stories, and it can really um, manifest into our romantic relationships. So if this helped you, um, please send me a message on Instagram. Um, Start it with Wellwood. Um, (laughs) Start it with Wellwood, Uh, or yeah, W E L w o o d um and let me know what you think uh, i would really love to know your thoughts and if this um, few passages helped you so to not dwell anymore let's dive into the episode with miss heather she is absolutely incredible i love her so much and i love you all
1: too bye
0: Hi there, my name is Isabella Silverio, entrepreneur, feminist, dog mom, and founder of Guava Empowerment. And this is a Guava Girl podcast where we empower women to think entrepreneurially and creatively so they may lead the extraordinary life they never thought possible. I am so thrilled that you found my podcast and I cannot express how thankful I am that you're here. So welcome to the Guava Girl podcast. I started my company from a janitor's closet of a tiny apartment to help women like you unlock their potential of creating the lifestyle and career of their dreams. Let me share with you this. Here you will find the good, the bad, and most importantly, the real inside look of what it's like to work for yourself and feel empowered by doing it. We talk about growing your following on social media, building a personal brand, and what it is like being a woman in startup culture. This is the Guava Girl Podcast, so let's get started. This podcast episode is brought to you by my signature Instagram sales course, The Instagram Vault. Now, when I was creating The Instagram Vault, I took 100 of your questions, the Guava Girl listeners of the podcast, people inside my Facebook community, people from Instagram. I took 100 of the questions I get asked most frequently when it comes to making sales on Instagram and I answer them one by one inside this Instagram sales course known as the Instagram vault and the Instagram vault is designed to guide you step-by-step through how to curate a compelling heart-centered feed that is going to drive massive sales for your business if you want to learn how to pitch on Instagram stories and every single time you pitch people are blasting your dms throwing their credit card information at you which is not the safest thing to do stop throwing your people literally send me their credit card numbers through instagram and i'm like this may not be the smartest thing but sure like here's access um go ahead and visit www.isabellasoverio.com the instagram vault is a complete module packed course where we talk about how to pitch on stories, how to edit your photos, how to create high engaging content that is going to have your followers be absolutely obsessed with you and convert them from not just followers, but into hot ass leads that is going to convert them into buying in your signature offers and programs want more eyeballs on your content, you want to have a clear strategy and know how to pitch yourself on Instagram stories. And you also want to learn how to sell in the DMs without being super gross about like, hey, what do you do? Oh, great. Uh, Do you want to like buy my course? Or like, are you interested in my program? Or, oh, no, no, it's none of that crap. I'm going to show you how to sell in the DMs the right way in a way that is going to seriously skyrocket your income. The results from the Instagram vault have been absolutely incredible. A lot of you guys use my tricks inside the vault all the time. And I get DMs of like, I got three signups in my program after pitching on stories. Or I made an extra $1,800 this week. It's absolutely unreal. And I completely understand how difficult it is to... Be on Instagram and not know if you're using the right techniques and strategies to really convert your followers into high ticket paying leads. And right now if you feel like your audience isn't even your ideal audience and it's just still a lot of, you know, family accounts or personal accounts. The Instagram engagement treasure chest, which is my best-selling ebook, is also included in the vault. So you have zero excuse, honey, to not skyrocket your engagement and your followers and convert them into your high ticket program where they're gonna pay you $500, $1,200 a month to work with you. So the Instagram vault is available on my website, www.isabellasovario.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to DM me or my team, at hello at IsabellaSilverio.com. The best feature of the Instagram vault, by the way, is that you get access to me inside the vault. So every single vault member is allowed to post questions about what they've learned about their offers. If they want us to look at their Instagram profile, anything under the social media umbrella, we get questions on within the modules of the vault and we go ahead and answer them. So, and by the way, no other course on the market allows you to do that. So I freaking love the Instagram vault for that reason. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Isabella.Guava. Now let's hop into this episode. We are here with my favorite person, one of my very favorite people in the entire world, someone who is a core member of the Guava Empowerment Team and has an empire of her own, Ms. Heather Helms. Me and Heather met when I was doing Instagram audits for like $50, and I think she was interested, and we did like a phone call. Like, you were one yeah. of my very first yeah. sales calls, yep. and um, I did like an audit for her and what was that like what that was about almost 2 years ago now
1: it was yeah it was okay so first off like leading up to it i i never like told you this i was so excited and like oh. so honored um so yeah we we did a an instagram audit together and one thing that i remember because it, this was quite a while ago the you gave me that printout sheet and i filled it out ahead of time oh my god that's and,
0: right i had yes, sheet yeah
1: And so I filled it out. We went over it step-by-step and you gave me all of these great, like actionable, let's fix this now type of, of advice. And like, as soon as I got off the call with you, Mm -hmm. I went in and I started just like getting, getting to work and, and implementing some of those, those changes that you suggested.
0: It has been such a long journey in our friendship and just not just like, client to mentor anything like that? Because you were my client. Well, you were also in the first round of Guava Boss Mastermind. I reached out to you personally and I was like, I'm starting my first mastermind. I want you to be in it. And low key, I see yourself. I see you being a coach and mentor inside the program in future rounds. And that's your role now. And something that I absolutely love about you, Heather, specifically is how much of a woman that you are in terms of you respect yourself so highly, you give, you provide yourself boundaries, healthy boundaries, and you know how to stay on task, and you are so organized, um, more organized than I am, which is literally why I value you so highly in my team, and something that I love specifically so much about you is the fact that you are such an incredible mentor to not only your clients, um, which everyone should have. Heather as a mentor. Um, But inside the Guava Boss Mastermind students, you teach them so much about work life balance, but we like to call it work life blend, productivity habits, um, staying organized, project management. And I kind of just want to ask you obviously, I want you to introduce yourself to the audience, to the Guava Girls, but how did this come about? What's your background? Because you also are a master of. The hustling, like the balance of working a full nine to five mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. having a full business online um, empire that is growing, 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 and people are constantly wanting to work with you, and you are still working nine to five. But I'll let you kind of tell that story.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it, thank you for for all of those very kind and flattering <laughs> words. I uh, I could go on and on. Oh, and about. you're an amazing mom. Like thank forgot you. about that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that alone I mean, that of course, as all the moms are listening, um, that is what is the most important. Yeah. That that trumps any and all things that I have going on. Is is being the best mom that I can be to my four year old son Clark. Um so thank you so much for You know, all the the amazing compliments, but but also just seeing me. You know, I think it's it's something that you are able to provide your clients and your students, the ability to see them for for who they truly are, and and you know, bring out strengths in them that they may not have known were there. And that is something that I am so thankful for. And I've told you this, Isa, before, that the mastermind co coaching and the mastermind has fed something inside of me that I didn't even know I was hungry for. Aww. And I- They're amazing students. They are. They're, they're amazing. We have the best. Students. We do. Our students are amazing. Our team of our, this, I like to call it the trifecta, the dream yeah. team. You, me,
0: Charlene, if you haven't heard um, my podcast episode with Charlene, we talk about building wealth and health. And I wanted to bring Heather, sorry, I totally interrupted you. No, Go you're ahead. fine. I wanted to bring you to, to just be the third trifecta of, like what you yeah. said, because you're such a core part of Guava Boss Mastermind and, and in the business. And it's because you're so productive, organized, um, balanced, calm. You always provide, you know, I sometimes get on calls with Heather and I'm a chicken with my head cut off with blood gushing out of my neck. And Heather's the, sometimes the only person that can relax me, calm me down, put a plan together and we go out there and execute the the launch. And it's, it's fabulous every single yeah. time.
1: Yeah. It's been something that I've been passionate about for a very long time, probably like the past 10 years. Um, I've just been passionate and interested in productivity, time management, um uh, staying organized okay so i've been excited and passionate about those but it's really only been probably the last two and a half to three years where i myself have set out to research um and educate myself and you know close close friends and coworkers um to to look into it more and to improve their lives that way
0: So Heather, can you please incite us on your background and how you really came into the online space, as well as your kind of not so corporate background, because that's not really the environment that you worked in, Mm -hmm. but how much responsibility that you had in the work environment and balancing that nine to five?
1: Yeah, so how I came into my online space, I'll kind of start there. Um, I I was getting bored, Mm. you know, I'll, I'll just be honest, I was... I was getting bored. I was getting kind of stagnant. I was looking for something more exciting and and to be challenged. You know, i I really think that it's important for for us as young um, women in the workforce to continue to stay challenged because that's really how you grow and how you improve. Yes. So that is how I got into starting my own business. Was the the need and want to continue to better myself and to be challenged. Um, and then as far as responsibilities go in my, not corporate, but, you know, small family owned business that, that I work for, um, I manage a team of 38 employees. Um, on Yeah. It's, it's, it's grown a lot. It, It did not start off that way. Um, it started as, as much smaller, but, but as the company grew, we, you know, obviously had to hire more. Um, so that allowed me to, to really build on some areas that, that I needed to improve upon. One of which was the necessity to be organized and to stay productive because when you are managing that many people, your time can get away from you so quickly. And and you can't have that happen because there's, there's so much going on. There's so many things to do. There's so many jobs to finish. So mm-hmm. so that's kind of the background about that. Yeah, I think
0: it's so inspiring that you manage 38 people still today. Mm-hmm. You're still involved in your corporate job and are full-time in your online business as well. And you primarily do work from home. So you're balancing these two really big ball, juggle balls. Um, and when it comes to managing so many people and, and being responsible for their happiness in the workplace and making sure that they're happy with their time schedule and payment and all these little tiny check boxes that, that requires when you're managing so many people, I only manage about seven people, um, which is pretty, a lot when you're 23 running a multi six figure business. I would consider that like a, a, I was always a person who was the leader in all like group projects or got the girls together Mm -hmm. for Friday night. Yeah. We're just a very (laughs) unique kind of people. Um, but how do you not attach your own emotional investment in the happiness of your employees or even of your clients you are because you're right your time can get away and all of a sudden you know it's 6 p.m you feel like nothing's gotten done people are still complaining nothing's been resolved how do you manage that emotionally
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i i laugh because it took me a very long time to to realize that that can really eat at you, mm-hmm. and and the effects that taking those kinds of feelings home um, can have not only on you but on your family and your mental well being and your physical well being. So so I think that how I manage it, I mean we'll we'll kind of jump into that. How how do I manage it? Um, I number one. And this took me a long time to learn. Um, I try not to become friends, close mm. friends with employ- employees um that again, that took me a long time to learn. That took me a few uh relationships that that fizzled away because what I was noticing, ISA was that um, I would become friends you know like go out on the weekends go out after work you know yeah. have a drink or two come over for um, the holiday or something Yes. Like that. Yes. Yeah. So that would happen and then the following week something with that that person would happen at work and I'd have to kind of turn friend Heather off and turn boss Heather on and it it did not make for for a good working relationship and it didn't make for a happy, healthy, um, manager for, yeah. for myself.
0: Do you feel like that polarizes well or polarizes or is very similar to how the client to mentor relationship goes as
1: well? Absolutely. hundred, a hundred million percent. So one thing, um, that I'm sure your listeners have heard you say in the past, uh, if, if they follow you on Instagram or any other social media, um, is the importance of setting boundaries. Mm, and, and my that, favorite topic. <laughs> yes, girl. Like, oh my gosh, yes. That's, it's so important in, in a workplace. If you are a nine to fiver, it's important there. It's important at home with your husband, with your partner. Mm. It's important with your children. It's important with your clients. Like you can set boundaries in any and all facets of your life and mm. they will help. They yeah. always help, you know. One of my kind of not really goals, but but something that I'm just always aware of is how. I'll just be really honest: how to make my life easier. Yeah. Okay. What how kind of can I? Do you set normally and with that home and with your clients and at work? Yeah. So at home, um, I'll start there because that's you know, where I'm sitting right now. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like the the brain space that I'm in. um, At home, the kind of boundaries that I set is my I, I will preface this with, I'm very, very lucky. Um, I, I've been blessed with an amazing partner, um, who, so cute. yeah, he, he supports me in every way. So I, I'm very, which thankful. is
0: important too. A hundred percent. Like women who are listening, if you don't have a supportive partner at home, I would invite you to revisit this, not revisit the relationship or why you're in it, but like revisit why he's not very supportive and, and dig deeper into there. Because um, most of the time, whenever I hear a woman say that her husband isn't supportive is because, and I'm going to say this in a very blatant way. um, He's not doing shit with his life and he's not doing enough. So I just wanted to put that out there because Victor is very supportive of me. Um, Your husband is very supportive of all of your endeavors and that's because they are intrinsically motivated. They have their own plans. They have their own prophecies that they want to fulfill and they know they're not going to get there by consistently putting you down or diminishing your own dreams and, and, and
1: goals. Yes. So true. So true. So, so the, the boundaries at home, again, I, I am very lucky to, to have the home life that I do. Um, and because of that setting boundaries is, is fairly easy because he, he supports me and he encourages it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I am now for the first time in my entire life. Um, I am a work from home mom mm, because beautiful. It, Yeah. Thank you. It's, it is not easy. It is one of the largest life transitions I've ever went through. Um, I would say this has been even more, um, extreme than going from not being a parent to being a parent. That's how, how difficult this transition has been. And my husband knows that. And because of that, the boundaries came naturally. He knows on Saturdays, I need a few hours to myself he is. Um, yes, I know. I'm clapping he, people. Who he is. Agree. Yeah, he says, he's a silent clapping. I'm right the now. Same way. He, he knows that I need a few hours to myself. He either invites me to leave the house and go do something, you know, typical mom, go get my nails done or go to Target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or, basic, um, or he'll take Clark and they'll go to the park or a splash pad, um, you know, whatever. They'll go do some guy things alone. Oh um, So that is, is one of the boundaries at, at home, my home life that has been so, so necessary and mm. allows me to, to go just be Heather.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Just yeah. Being Heather. Yeah.
1: So those are some of the boundaries for, for my home life. In regards to to clients, um, you know, I think you and I follow very similar boundaries. I, I request that they, I do not receive text messages. Um, mm-hmm. we, we do all of our communication through email, um, through Slack access yep. and different Slack channels. Slack um, is
0: like nine to five, like normal work hours, um, Monday yes. through Friday. Sometimes correct. we'll pop in there on Sunday. Um, and, and I agree there's so many, it's so easy to overstep a boundary, even the smallest boundary that I set for, um, Guava Boss Mastermind is if you, we, we do a lot of amazing things inside there, but one of them is, you know, you can have anything reviewed by us, any of your emails, any of your Instagram captions, any of your launch plans or anything that basically requires you to have a document of, of text and that you want us to review, we are more than happy to review it, but it has to be in the form of a Google doc. Yes. Like it has to be. <laughs> we, cause in the past it's like word docs and then it's like, keynotes and then it's just random and then it's just like blocks of text and slack and it's just not organized and and we set that precedent like on the welcome call you will not get anything reviewed if it's not in a google doc because that's just how we operate and it's very easy it's free to use it makes our life so much better it's going to help us to help you achieve more but that's just an example of a boundary i have with clients is mm-hmm. um there's hours of communication, 24-hour windows when most questions get answered, if that much time at all. Normally, it's a lot less time. Um, and not expecting, you know, constant and not Instagram DMs either. Like, yes. don't ask questions. Thank yes. God we, our students are the best and they yeah. respect yeah. our boundaries.
1: And, you know, because we do have boundaries with them too, Isa, I think it's really special when we do take an additional 10 minutes out of our day and send them a private message on Slack, you know, one of those little check-ins. I think it's so much more um, exciting for them and, you know, the, the ability that we have to reach out privately to them on Slack um, mm-hmm. because we've set those boundaries makes them so appreciative, so excited, so proud um, to, to get those little extra bits of communication.
0: Yeah, how do you feel the 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 marriage between boundaries and productivity really tie together? Because I feel that both are, boundaries are needed in order to be productive, like massively productive. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you're kind of all over the place. And I want you to kind of start sharing a little bit about your productive background and, and what you teach your students and your clients about how, especially if they're balancing um, children, marriage, nine to five, the list goes on and on of, of how much can be on an entrepreneurial's plate. So yeah. what is your advice to someone who's just starting out and has never really um, practiced productivity?
1: Where do they even start? So I, I think those are great questions. So for, for me, what I typically discuss with clients is the very first thing that they need to do. If we're going to do this like in a step-by-step type of, of way, which is kind of how I, I like to teach us how my brain works. Um, so step one, and this is the most beneficial step, is for them to take a deep dive look at how they work. They, they basically, from, from up in the morning, from the time until their feet hit the floor, until they clock out, so to speak. How are they working? Are they switching hats every two seconds, Mm, going from yes, Yes. going from emailing to creating a a A website to yes to to posting on social media to paying bills to invoicing? Are they switching hats in that way? Right? Are they the accountant? Are they the social media manager? Are Mm. they the director of communications? Are they the manager? What are they doing? If they're constantly switching hats, which newsflash, a lot of us do. Normal. You have no, to. Very normal. Very, just, very normal. The COE, yeah. the chief of everything. Yeah. 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 If, yeah. If you're constantly switching hats, that's, that's where the first conversation starts. And we talk about the importance of really looking at your day, your work day. Let's just take nine to five, right? Because those are, quote, normal work hours. Yeah. Um, I like to section it in quarters. So your first 25%, your second 25%, and then you're getting at the end of your day, your your third 25%, and then the very last 25% of your day, right? Mm. So, so the very first 25% of their day, which for me is my most productive part, and that looks different for everybody. Just because yeah, I'm yeah. the most productive at Issa knows this, at like eight in the morning doesn't mean unbelievable. Yes, it does not mean that you are productive at eight in the morning, and, yeah. and nor should you be. I'm a little bit crazy. Um, So,
0: but that's what you were saying is like, take a good hard look of how you work and not necessarily follow in line with, oh, well, Heather works these hours and Isabel does too. That means I have to do this to get to six figures or, you know, to have a mastermind or whatever these things, it's everyone operates differently. Sometimes our people are night owls. Some people don't want to work past 11am, which Mm -hmm. is like my coach, Sabrina, she told me, she goes, I don't work past like 1130. I'm like, what? How do I do that? Well, she has a massive team, but, um, everyone's different and you have to take a really good hard look and study the past. Like, how did you study for exams in school? Mm -hmm. How did you, when were you happiest at work and in your job? Like, what does that structure look like and how can you replicate that for your own online business?
1: Yes. A hundred percent. You know yourself better than anybody. So so you hire a coach to guide to mentor to assist but ultimately you know yourself better than your coach knows you and and you have to be able to look at your work day and your schedule and be honest with your coach or your mentor and be honest with yourself. So that is is kind of step 1 is, is taking a really good hard look at your day figuring out when you are the most productive. For me I am the most productive between 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. That is when I fill my schedule. That's when I load it up, right? That's when I load it up with all of my, my, my heavy projects, either, you know. All the frogs. Correct, yes. All yeah. the frogs are, are right there between 8 and 10.30. Um, and that allows me to, from 10.30 until 2.30, right? So the, the kind of second of my day, um, to work on things that may not require as much brain space or clarity emails, right. Um, sending out invoices, things that are fairly simple. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when I put those tasks on my plate. I, I save the, the morning productivity time for that, those items that really require me to, to look inside myself, to allow my most powerful, coaching and advice to come out, which is why we're filming this podcast at 1030 in the morning. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) So, so that, that's kind of how I work with, with the step one, getting really narrowing in on your productivity and figuring out what's going to work with you. Okay. After my clients have, have really taken a look at their schedule, figured out when they are the most productive then we start working on their normal monday through friday their normal day okay so i always encourage them step two here we go is is getting organized and figuring out where to put your tasks throughout that day that that's always kind of step two um i i encourage them to put their their creative to do's if you will um all at their most productive time, because that's when they're, they're going to really be able to produce, um, the, you know, Best the content, content. Yeah. right, right. Yeah. Whatever it is that their niche is, is surrounded by. And there's like um, Thursdays
0: can be the th- Tuesdays and Thursdays are creative days. Mm-hmm. Mondays and Wednesdays are admin days. Fridays are, could be, be, coaching call days and you can Correct. organize your calendar and task batch them according to what type of task they are.
1: hundred percent by doing that. Mm-hmm. you are then eliminating all the hats that you wear every single day. And by doing that, so it's just, it's just like step-by-step. Step. It, 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 the more steps that you take, the closer you get to perfection, if you will. Because by eliminating the hat switching, you are then eliminating the, the feelings of burnout and overwhelm and stress. Mm-hmm. Because, because a, you know, a, a positive, Mindset plus, uh, you know, great productivity that is what's going to give you that help, ha- happy, healthy, accomplished feeling at the end of the day. Mm, I love that. So the next thing that came to my mind while you
0: were explaining like happy, healthy entrepreneurs is mm-hmm. kind of just, I can already hear it from some people listening is, but Heather, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> I get distracted and I don't know what's a priority, like how do I figure it out because I... People are really struggling with getting distracted, having unfinished projects, and then it offs- and then that causes like the overwhelm, overthinking, mm-hmm. stress, burnout, this mm-hmm. black hole of, of negative thought pattern. So how do you defeat um, getting distracted and how do you stay on task and, and determine what is a priority?
1: Ooh, I'm about to say something a little controversial. That's okay, that's what this Get is. Get distracted, <laughs> take a break, walk away. When you feel yourself... You know, okay. So, so we're working on a project here. Okay. Hypothetical. We're pretending we're working on a big project here. And, and I reach for my phone that mm-hmm. tells me that I need to take a break. Now, does that break need to be 45 minutes? No, no, it does not. It needs to be 10. So you close your computer. If you're working off of Google docs, which you should be automatically saved. So just close your computer, walk away. And allow yourself to take that 10, 15 minute distraction period and, and engage on Instagram or scroll through Instagram. Do it. I I mean, you you don't, so many times the, the whole, you don't understand the people looking for, for permission. The, the great thing about this life that we've chosen, I mean, there are many great things, let's be honest. One of them is that you are your own boss now. Mm. You don't have anyone breathing down your neck. Are there deadlines? Yes, of course there are deadlines. And You set and, your own and, deadlines too. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You set your own deadlines. So why get stressed well?
0: out? You can extend them.
1: Yeah. If it needs to be altered, alter it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's being honest and open with yourself and allowing yourself that freedom that you've chosen because you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You, you need to take advantage of that. There's a reason why people are so um, you know, infatuated and, and proud of, of people who they knew started their own business. This is one of them. So by you not taking advantage of that freedom, you're doing yourself a disservice.
0: I love that. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be like, I think scrolling on Instagram is number one, is definitely the number one distraction for me and most people. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is just, I would like to take more mindful distraction breaks, like go look at the leaves blowing outside, Mm -hmm. get more aligned, be more present. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice on like, besides scrolling on Instagram, how to just kind of realign yourself to yes. kind of reinvigorate that productivity that you were in the middle of before you got distracted.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, I, I 100% do. I'm going to shout out Charlene here real quick. Our boss mastermind co-coach. Um, I, I've always been, Charlene is a plant mom, for those of you that do not know. Mm-hmm. Charlene, Issa, and myself are all plant moms we now. We love it. Um, it gives us a sense of purpose. It does, you guys. And, and kind of going back to the, Issa's initial question is, do you have any mindful breaks? What I found, and this works for me, right? You need to find something that works for you. Some maybe underlying hobby that you've always had bring it, bring it to the forefront more, bring it more into your life. So back to the plants. Um, at my new house, I've planted like a plethora of flowers and herbs and a few little succulents. I like to take breaks and go take care of them. Mm, um, I'll go that. out front. Yeah, I'll go out front and I have like this beautiful uh, jade plant and I'll prune some of the, the leaves that have shriveled off or mm-hmm. I'll go and I'll trim my mint plant because I, I have a, a little well, herb. Mint is thriving. It's insane. My mental Driving. Like so I'll, I'll go do something like that that gets me off of a screen, that gets me off of my phone, that allows me to not speak, right? Because quiet time for me is rare. Uh, very, very rare with our four year old. Um, it's, it's very rare. But I appreciate it so much more. So something, for me, it's taking care of my plants. For you, it may be, you know, I know some women are really into scrapbooking or, or um, you know, putting together like photo books online. Again, that's kind of still on a screen, but, but something like that. Something that has been maybe a hobby throughout your childhood or even into adulthood that you have put on the back burner. That could be art. That could be sketching. Mm. That could be, um, I know watercolor is like, you know, kind of,
0: it is, you know,
1: and it is a way almost of of meditation and de-stress and allowing your brain to focus on something else Mm. that is not the project deadline or a screen in general. Well, those are some of the things that I like.
0: So just to recap in order for someone to really start honing in on their productive self as an entrepreneur, as an online business owner, they need to, number one, take a really good look at the way they work. What are their natural behaviors of when they are the most productive? When are they most on fire, most in flow? Um, And then the second piece is to organize their calendar, organize their tasks and essentially Mm -hmm. categorize them into um, types of tasks like creative, admin, coaching, mom, personal. And then the third step is to really forgive yourself for when you get distracted. Or for me today, um, I'm personally really tired. I worked, you know, really hard. Like, like last two weeks, I've just been drilling, drilling, working really, really hard. Um, and you know, I'm podcasting today with Heather. I have one other call today and then I'm going to take the rest of the day off. Today's Victor's birthday as well. Um, so it's not like you can take mornings off. You can take afternoons off. You can take a whole day off. You can watch Netflix for an entire week and still build a six figure business. But Mm -hmm. the key to unlock that kind of success is one forgiveness of yourself for allowing yourself to take those breaks. And two, exercising the rights that you created for yourself because you're an entrepreneur, right? It's, it's exactly what you were saying, Heather, is you created this freedom. Why are you so hesitant and restrictive about actually using it, right? Like, why mm-hmm. aren't you taking mornings yes. off? Why don't you? Because yeah. And it's because, you know, com- and that's where I think comparison comes into play here is we see other people killing it other people showing up constantly getting on the next rung of the ladder having a um, huge launch whatever that might be it's different for everyone what they're comparing themselves about but you have to be so knowledgeable and secure about the fact that you are good where you are right now you have made strides you have a plan and and you are working on it and you are showing up for your business because when you show up for your business your business shows up for for
1: you. It absolutely does. It mm. absolutely does. And I think that kind of the, the fourth and final step that you can look at here, Issa, that mm, some some people don't give it the attention that it deserves mm. is the mindset aspect of it. You mm. know, and, and that kind of goes along with what we were talking about earlier, but just not looking. Not looking to your business or at your business as stressful, as deadlines, yeah. as to-dos. Emergency. Yes. Yes. Changing that, changing that. And instead, look at it as as the vessel that will allow you to live the life that you've always wanted to live, that will provide for you, that will provide for your family, that will provide for, you know, your child uh, wealth and, and freedom, opportunity and freedom that you don't get Mm. when you work the typical, you know, Nine nine to five.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I also think that's very, um, comparative to people who are still in a nine to five who are like hating their job and Mm -hmm. and dread every single time that they drive their their commute to work and again it's the same aspect you have to instead of quote unquote, bitching about how much you hate your job and how desperate you want to leave. And I get, I get it. Like you don't like being there and you're unhappy there, but at the same time, it's paying, helping you pay your bills and it's being Mm -hmm. that vessel for you to be able to have that side hustle, which Mm -hmm. will be the, the end goal to be there full time. So practicing gratitude, having a positive mindset. Um, is there anything else that you wish to share Heather before we dive Um, into some rapid questions?
1: No, no, I think, think that's it. I'm ready. I'm excited for these rapid questions. They're so random, but I'm really excited. So you
0: guys asked some, qu- I went on Instagram stories and I asked for some questions about organizing and productivity and we'll mm-hmm. just kind of shoot some out here. Yeah. Um, so Crystal asks, I love planners, but love reminders from Google calendar. Both theme- seem
1: excessive.
0: doesn't really seem like a question, but I totally got it. Crystal. Um, do you want to kind of take the lead on this one, Heather?
1: what, what's, what is it that she wants to know if
0: that's, if that's she means like, can I just do one or the other? She loves both. Um, what I do crystal is I have Google calendar, like that's my Bible every single day, Mm -hmm. but every day I still write like kind of like a to-do list because I really love journaling. I feel like it's a very meditative process for me. Um, but my Google calendar is much more concise and detailed than Mm -hmm. my notebook. Um, but I think too, yeah, it is a little bit excessive.
1: I I do. It is. It is excessive. If she's using a planner and Google calendar, I do the exact same thing that Issa said. So my Google calendar is like my whole month is planned out. So I can like flip to next week and see that my son has a doctor's appointment at four and I have a client call at two. But Mm -hmm. that same day, I still make a to-do list for that day and fill out all of the, the smaller tasks that like my goals for that day, or, or the smaller tasks that I have to get done. I don't quite recommend using an actual Google Calendar and a planner. Um, but if it works for you, Crystal. Do you, Crystal?
0: You got this girl, but I think two is, a, two is very excessive. Yeah. Um, this is a question that I just kind of thought of. So when you are in the day to day, always creating tasks and and doing your calendar, you know, you're strategizing all the maintenance things you have to do when do you really sit down and plan out your quarterly goals or your 2019 goals? Because I feel when you are a beginner entrepreneur, you're just kind of trying to do everything to stay afloat. Mm -hmm. So maybe we're not talking directly to those people, but we're talking to people who already have a pretty consistent week. They know what's coming up, but they don't have a real plan for the next six months. What advice Mm -hmm. would you give to them?
1: So I I actually I, I may do this a little bit different than you, Isa. I plan the whole year, and and I do it right around holiday break, just because you know everyone's kind of off during you know like December twenty fourth until January second, and that's how I, I I buy an old school planner calendar, not a planner, because I like to be able to see the month like January, February, March, April, all the the entire year, and I will kind of like highlight January, February, March, that's going to be my, you know, launching my one-on-ones and then mm-hmm. April, May, and June, that's going to be starting in launching my, in completing my group program. Um, that's, that's how I do it. Um, I, I know a lot of entrepreneurs have found that doing it like quarterly works really well for them. Um, it, that's just what I've found that that works the best for me. Now kind of tweaking that a little bit back to what Isa and I were speaking about before. Um, again, you are your own boss. So mm-hmm. if you want to edit that, alter it or completely erase the totally. entire thing and say, do it. Yeah. I do did it. that last week.
0: I was yes. looking at my quarter two plans and I was like, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. And then I just, completely deleted it. And I was so detached.
1: Yeah. Because your mindset in January or December and you know where you're at and what month are we even in now? April, end of Mm -hmm. April. Yeah. Uh, It can be totally different. And you could have experienced so much success or failure in January and February that that's going to change the path of, of the last six months of the year. Um, Mm -hmm. allow yourself that freedom, give yourself that grace give yourself that permission to change it, to edit it, to alter it, do it and move on.
0: Move on. Mm -hmm. I love that. Exactly. It's like when you get a bad grade in school, you just got to, you know, do better next time. And I think that that really reminded me of this philosophy I have about being productive every day and always being your top peak performance. Just yesterday, um, I was talking to Victor and I was like, are you going to go to the gym? He goes, no, like, I'm just too tired. Um, and I'm like, no, you should go. Like you want to go. He goes, yeah, but I don't see why I would go if I can't like have an amazing workout because I'm so tired. I'm like, well, that's not really a good excuse because Mm -hmm. you know, if you're looking at any company, Apple, Google, um, Frito-Lay, I don't care. Um, not every single employee inside a company is going to be at their peak performance every single day. Correct. Just impossible. No company has, you know, amazing quarters every single quarter of the year. It's it's not very sustainable to always have that peak growth. You're going to have growth, but it's not like every single month, every single week, you're going to outperform the week before, or you're going to have the same level of performance. So detaching from that, you're able to really say, okay, you know, this month I didn't make as much as the first three months, but that expectation was a little bit not ambitious, but was I put too much of my emotional investment in that Mm. expectation to, Mm -hmm. to have that like amazing performance again. Cause that's what happened in, um, in, in Guava empowerment. We made like, you know, over way over like six figures in the first quarter and the second quarter, we didn't, you know, start with that same exact stamina, but it's fine because we're only in April. There's four months left of the year. There's plenty more spikes and lows to kind of go through. And that's, you know, another variation of the entrepreneurship roller coaster.
1: Yeah, and setting real you hit the nail on the head, Isa, making sure your goals that you set are realistic and follow your your curve. Those goals that you've set, making sure they're realistic and that they follow your curve. They're not following that influencers curve they're not following you know that
0: on the internet
1: exactly right so my business is completely different from Issa's Issa's is completely different from Angie Lee's Angie Lee's is completely different from any of the other massive she's going megal- to
0: be on the episode I
1: know that's why I said her name <laughs> I'm so excited yeah
0: well her business is like this megalodon of it is. amazing it is. success but amazing. And, and that's the thing she's been doing this for like 10 years and yeah. you don't know people's you guys you really don't know what's going on even i try my best to be so transparent i do my working well versus not working well instagram posts i i open up on the podcast so much about what I've gone through, but at the same time, you still don't know. And yet you're comparing yourself or maybe you're not, you know, but we often compare ourselves to what we see the perfect things. And and it's as much as, yeah, I don't know. I can go on and on about it, but I know you got to pick up little Clarky very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Heather. So my last question for you is how do you show up for yourself as an online business owner, as a mom, as a coach, as a friend, as a wife, and what advice do you have to women who are trying to have it all right here, right now, and are really struggling?
1: Um, well, I'll start with part one, which is how do I show up for myself as all of those things? Um, I, I, I take breaks. I really do. And it kind of goes back to what you and I were saying earlier, um, about me being so lucky with, with my home life. I I have a partner that encourages me to take breaks. Now, does that go to say that there is not a lot of, of, uh, cloudiness that happens in my brain during those breaks? No, of course not. I feel mom guilt, just like all the other moms out there. I feel entrepreneur guilt, just like all the other entrepreneurs out there. However, i know that by taking the break it allows me to come back as an even better mom as an even better business owner as an even better coach because i allowed myself that that time away which allowed some of that cloudiness to fade and brings me back to being you know the Beautiful Heather. Clarity and, and, and advice where, where I can continue to serve my family, my child, my clients, our mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I, I allow myself um, to take breaks and, and take steps away when that step away is, is needed yeah
0: and you get shit done like that that's so important to acknowledge as heather is here like i take breaks i like do boundaries and and amazing but i want people to know like heather is so massively productive and organized and gets the stuff done and i also think something that we didn't really talk about is practicing organization actively, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. practicing how to better use Google Calendar, how to better use Google Docs, taking a week out of every, taking a day out of every week to like organize your downloads on your computer, which mine are always Mm -hmm. a freaking
1: mess. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you have any advice on, on practicing organization? Yeah. So, so one thing that I think we do really well with the Guava Boss Mastermind is we, we have weekly meetings and then we have big meetings leading up to, um, the, the start of the program. You can do that with yourself. You, you do that. You do the same thing with yourself. So every single week, uh, again, if you've had a good hard look at your, your schedule, at your weekly schedule figured out when you're the most productive, you, you set a day and time every week where, where you do that and, and where you make it a priority and and how do you know it's a priority? Because if it doesn't get done, then nothing else is going to run the way that it should. Isa, if you, me, and Charlene did not sit down at the beginning of the Guava Boss Mastermind and make our cohort schedule, we would not know what call was going to be the following week. We would not know what time we needed to show up. We would not know what day we needed to show up. And therefore, the program would not run as well as it does because we didn't put the work on the front end of it. So, so staying organized and really making sure that, that you are getting all of those tasks um, lined up and organized as possible, that's what's going to allow your business or your job or your home life to, to run like the well-oiled machine that it can be if, if you put in the work. Yes.
0: No such thing as being too busy. There's no. only not making a priority. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. I mm-hmm. love that. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for being on the Guava Girl podcast and being one of like the first Guava Girls ever. So about time that you made your appearance on here. Where can people find you? What are you up to? What are you working on? Are you taking on clients for women who are just like dying for you to get their hand, get your hands (laughs) on their business? Where can these ladies find you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you can always find me on Instagram. That's, you know, my guilty pleasure, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, my handles heather, H-E-A-T-H-E-R dot H-H-C, which stands for um, my own coaching company, Heather Helms Consulting. Um, and then you can visit my website at heatherhelmsconsulting.com. Yay. Are you taking on any new clients? I'm always taking on clients. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we always got to make sure that it's the right fit, that I have the expertise you're looking for and that you have the attitude and, and coachability that I'm looking for. And yeah, I, I love working with young millennial aged um, entrepreneurs who are interested in improving their lives and their businesses.
0: Mm, I love that. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show, Heather. Be sure to check her out on Instagram and her website and be sure to apply to work with her. If you are even an inkling of thinking about it, I can tell you she has mentored me in ways that she doesn't even know how, and she's completely changed my life for the better as well as for not just for my business, but as a friend and colleague as well. So thank you again so much for being here, thank Heather. You,
1: thank you, guys- you so much for thank this you. opportunity along with all the other opportunities that you've provided for me. Oh, shush. You are
0: more than deserving. <laughs> so uh, we'll see you all in the next episode, everyone. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.